everybody. Welcome to Improvability, where we share how you can use the skills learned in improv to enhance your career, your relationships, and your life. I'm Al Admire. And I'm Pat Finn. And today, we're going to be talking about one of the real foundational aspects of improv, which is team building. Teams are so important to a successful improvisation, and teams can be translated into everything from your career, your daily job, to your relationship with your wife. The ability to build strong, compassionate, useful teams is really, really important. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's it's one of those where it's almost like the ultimate team concept in that you can't do anything until you hear something from the other person you're, you're with. Um, you know, right. people all the time will ask, and I'm sure you've been asked this as well, like, oh my gosh, are you so nervous? Are you so nervous getting in front of people? And uh, I'm certainly nervous. I'm cognizant of what's going on. I think I, you know, you're a fool if you don't have a little bit of adrenaline or a little bit of nerves going, but I'm not like throwing up in the garbage can. Right. It's more just, um, I know something's about to happen and I don't know what's going to say, yet, uh, what to say yet, what the suggestion is going to be anything. But that right. is always, every time, at least for me, alleviated because I know I'm on a team. I know everybody else here will help me, will bail me out, will give me gifts, and they're there for me. Yeah. Um, so if that can translate into life, into business, think how powerful that is. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it makes me think of something my grandmother taught me, which is a burden shared is a burden half. Have you ever heard that? I probably should have listened more. Yeah, I was going to say. Actually, now that... <laughs> wait, did, wait, did she did she have her teeth in? If, was it... if you... <laughs> If you know what it actually is, please send me an email because it's it's a burden shared as a bur- anyway. It's about I concur. Really, I, I, no, really, I, really good. I concur. I, I know. I, I I will say when you started, I you said a, a burden. I was like, if he says like in the hand, <laughs> it's worth two in the bush. You're like, wouldn't it be great if you were just somebody that had analogies that made no sense? Yeah. Well, you need the whole nine yards. Well, it makes no sense. There's no reason to say that. Here. I'm not too sure why you said that. Um, but that's very cool. Hey, I came across a little something, something, uh, an article, uh, was actually in the, in the Forbes magazine. Oh, look at uh, you. Yeah. It's, it's actually on team building. So, oh, cool. um, this is what, um, one of the things they had to say about it. And it, uh, they basically went on to say that team building is the most important investment a business can make. I agree completely. Uh, which, uh, yeah, same. Uh, they say the teams build trust mitigate conflict, encourage communication, increases collaboration. Um, and what do these teams do? Well, they make employees feel valued, uh, which is totally true. Yes. They enable employees to see each other in a different light. Yep. They foster collaboration, innovation, creativity, enhances your company's culture. That could be my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, it builds bridges across all departments. And finally, it improves business relationships both internally and with clients. If you look at improvisation in its purest form, which is on stage, right? Yeah. That perfectly defines what happens on stage when you're doing improv. Is that you have a group of people. doesn't really matter the size of the group, but you are a team. You have to collaborate. You're encouraging each other. You're covering for each other. You're offering ideas. Yes, and. You're offering ideas that are accepted and built upon. Yeah. And what it does is it builds a strong, cohesive unit that succeeds. The thing we teach in in the seminars that we do for businesses is you don't succeed unless your team succeeds. That's how you can judge your success. That's a great point. 
it, it's funny because we've gone into companies and into seminars where they're like, they don't talk this group. They don't really get along. They don't. Um, well, especially between departments. Yes. Yeah, we find a lot that, that, that the finance yeah. department doesn't talk to the sales department, which doesn't talk to the fulfillment right. department. Right. So when we can kind of intertwine those groups, it works even more. And they're all nervous. They're all like, what's this going to be about? And then you'll find by the end that they're so excited. Uh, we've had people that were in cubicles next to each other that were like, oh, we didn't know our kids go to the same high school and we're going to yeah, have lunch yeah. tomorrow. Like, it's just yeah. crazy to me that they've been working side by side or in a company together, yeah. but not together for umpteen years. And all of a sudden we show some team building and some some fun exercises that they can do. Yeah. It just blossoms. And we put, and Pat plays a, a great game when we do this. And, and the funny thing is about improv is certain games that somebody, some people are really, really good at. And there's some people that aren't good at Pat plays this game when we do these improvs and I'm horrible. <laughs> I just, there's something about it that I just can't connect, but he, he, he goes into the crowd and he starts getting suggestions about things. And he goes from person to person, to person, to person to show them how we're all connected. And what it does is it makes people realize that they have the same thoughts, the same fears for their family, the same hopes for their career, down to where they want to go on vacation and what, where they play golf. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's an amazing game that really makes people realize that being in a team is where it's at. That's how you succeed. And like I said, I'm horrible at it. So that's how Pat is a good teammate of mine, <laughs> is that he takes that weight off of me. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I think you're a great <laughs> teammate as well, sir. <laughs> uh, I, it's funny when 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 you talk about um, teamwork. Sometimes I've, I've equated it to uh, basketball in the sense that I've been on stage with somebody who's just they've got amazing scenes going on or amazing characters or scenarios. So you almost want to fuel that fire, and I kind of equate right. it to you know a basketball team where somebody's got the hot hand. Um, so you're trying to make picks and passes to accommodate that person, so you're getting him the ball or her the ball, but I've always thought I actually uh, am actually in talks uh, with somebody. I went to Marquette University and there's a, a graduate who works with the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks. And I, I'm basically improvisation, the concept of it that we bring to, to businesses, there isn't anybody that can't benefit from it. But it's funny, I think of how much it would benefit a group and bring together a group like a sports team. Right. You know, and I've done it when I used to coach. Uh, my kids in sports, soccer and all that stuff. Sometimes I just stop halfway through and we just kind of do a silly improv game. Yeah. And they would go crazy, but you saw that all of a sudden mm -hmm. they started passing to each other more. Yeah. Or they started getting along more. They put an arm around somebody that they weren't as close to. Yeah. Um, but it just, it's a, it's a great neutralizer. A team, right. Teams are so powerful when they work. Uh, and they're not that hard, but, you know, there are a lot of things that can be conflicting to a, a good team. Well, and I think one of the things you have to overcome is is team culture is such that sometimes people feel that they're in a team. You could go onto a court and you've got huge superstars and you've just come up in the draft, right? And you're playing with these big, big names, but you're part of the team. They're going to pass you the ball and they want you to score. Yeah. I mean, you being in Second City, I mean, name some of the people you've been on stage with. Yeah, no, it, it's, um, I mean, as a kid, you know, kind of coming up watching people like, you know, Bonnie Hunt and, and Mike Haggerty and George Went. And um, then when I graduated college and went down to Chicago and basically kind of had hopes italicized that I could maybe 
get on a team or or see you know maybe take a class at second city but the, right. the fact that it it kept on going for me was uh amazing and the people along the way when i got there you know it was like tim meadows and joel murray and mike myers uh and then the group that i was kind of with was colbert and Carell, and dina fan polar rachel tratch adam mckay and they're just this amazing group and and kind of back to your point about a team second city will never work if it's not a team. Uh, it's everybody supporting everybody and everybody helping one another and being there for the other person. And that's why it works. Uh, the people, they sell out every night, uh, 364 days a year, uh, because you're literally watching a group of people that uh, are playing as a team and supporting one another and in these scenes and it's just kind of magic to watch it's it's beautiful entertainment and you and it's also an you know our last uh, podcast was about momentum and resilience and i think a lot of that plays in there when you're in that team environment particularly if you're, if you're playing with people who are better known than you or more famous than you or in a business environment they've had more proposals than you or they're a vice president and you're not you just have to keep going you've got to become a part of that team and they they want you to succeed if you're in that team. Teams are how things get done, particularly in business. That's how new, new ideas are born, uh, particularly, as you mentioned, in culture. The culture of a, of a company is born in the teams that succeed in the company. And so it's vitally important for these teams to be built, to be nurtured, and to be able to come to fruition with their members. Yeah. I, I have a, a good friend. He was um, really high up with uh, MTV. And he's a great guy and he's super funny. And like you see him at a, a cocktail party, he's like, you know, kind of the life of it with stories. And yeah. he's just a very likable, really good guy. And I remember him coming to one, me one time and he was like, how do you do improv? Like, <laughs> I want to know how you do it. And he was so, he's like, I get so nervous when I talk to a group. And I get so nervous, yeah. you know, when I'm a part of a team. And and then he said something to me, which I, I it kind of stood out. And he said, um, I'm always, you know, I'm always worried that they don't listen to my ideas. And I was like, interesting. I go, what were some of the other ideas that people had that weren't your ideas? And he goes, I don't know. I was just kind of focused on my ideas. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's why it'll be hard for you yeah. because you're a one man show. I said, but if you listen to somebody else's ideas and accept it and run with it, well, then all of a sudden you've got trust. You know, like Forbes said, you, you've, you've enhanced the culture. You've built bridges across departments. Yeah. You've accepted somebody's thought, and that's where the magic happens. Right. So uh, it was really cool. He all of a sudden he came back to me, and he was, he goes, yeah, I was going to take a Carnegie class or a Toastmaster yeah. or something like that. Toastmaster, and he goes, yeah. Yeah, and he goes, basically what you told me worked. He goes, it's been great. Yeah. He goes, my meetings have been awesome. Yeah. I'm like, what's well, that? You know, it's it's. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard, but sometimes it is. And hopefully that's what, what we right. do when we come to businesses uh, with improbability. And um, that's basically what the outcome always is, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. And that, what we try to teach them is that, you know, the value of teams is really that you you build trust within your company. You It also helps in eliminating, eliminating conflict. It increases the level of collaboration, both within the team, within departments, as we said earlier. Uh, and also between management and staff, yeah. collaboration increases. Well, communication, you know, it, it basically, it makes the landscape, the communication landscape so much more vibrant. 
uh, when you can do it, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. According to uh, – you're not the only one with a quote from a magazine, my friend. Wait a minute. We Accor- <laughs> According to Inc. Magazine, uh, an effective team is one with a penchant for collaboration and a keen awareness of interdependency. That means that any team will ultimately rise or fall together. Nice. And that's the important part, together. Teams also help effective communication. Uh, the whole purpose of a team is to address issues – as a group, not a group of individuals, but as one collective purpose and voice to be successful. The members of a team obviously have to be able to clearly and concisely communicate with one another. So that ability, as we said, to, to let go of your fear, to build momentum, all the things we've talked about in the other podcasts really come together in a team. And the most important thing they do is they promote creativity, Right. that you'll find that the level of creativity, the level of ideas being shared even if they don't ultimately go anywhere else, the level of ideas being shared, built upon, talked about, discussed, increases tenfold within a team environment. That's a great point. One thing that you just said that kind of resonated with me um, was that, you know, in the beginning when you're kind of struggling, you're trying to learn improv and the concept of it, and you get better and better and better with experience and and learning the games, uh, which is great. But to your point, there's been plenty of shows that you're like, wow, that was a dud you know that was a clunker and what's cool about it is the way to get through that is to keep the idea of team and by that i mean i've gone after a show and they've been like wow what happened in the second half we just kind of lost our momentum on that and then we'll talk about it as a team and we'll say you know what right i should have come out as the sharecropper and 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 the mayor and i could have i should have given you the key to the city and i just didn't i wasn't listening right and then all of a sudden somebody else will say something how they could have helped it and then all of a sudden your next show right well you listen a little bit more or you think of something right that would help another person in their scene or their character and that's where there's a little bit of onus or accountability right uh because team building is also that it's accountability and recognition. And what you just defined is failing forward. Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing that we push in our seminars is the ability to fail forward, to to accept the failure, but to learn from it and and use it as a positive lesson that you won't fail like that again and you'll go in a different direction. Uh, and looking at studies on team building, I found one that, that said in a team with a high psychological safety, teammates feel safe to take risks around their team members. They feel confident that no one on the team will embarrass or punish anyone else for admitting a mistake, asking a question, or offering a new idea. That's about the safety in the team, that you have to be able to listen, accept, build upon ideas, no rejection. That's where you start building a culture that's very healthy in a company, in your relationships, with your family, with your kids, that being able to listen, to work together as a team and to have something positive come out of that is invaluable. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of goes back to that no judgment zone. Once there's safety, well, then the creativity can flourish. And, and you go back to, you know, improvisation has been around forever. And in the 50s, it was kind of harnessed, um, mainly for children. A lot of children that were um, brought over from uh, war-torn countries or, or right. impoverished areas, and a lot of them couldn't communicate due to their different language uh, that were barriers. And right. Improvisation was kind of a way they got through it. But if you look at kids, uh, you know, if you're out, you know, with your kids or your nephews and nieces, kids agree to everything. Yeah. They say yes to things. Let's go climb the jungle gym. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. Well, they might not want to. It might be the number three thing they want to do. Right. But they say yes because they want to support the other person and it might be fun. And that's as simple as it gets. Uh, but they 
have ultimate safety because they've got their friend with them or their brother or sister or cousin. Right. Uh, and that's really kind of cool to watch. And somewhere along the way, adults, they lose that a little bit. And that's kind of what's fun about doing what we do is we help them uh, get back to it, which is kind of cool. And I think it, there are people realizing the value of it because I know uh, many business schools, especially master's level and higher, uh, are now requiring you yeah. to take an improvisation class before you graduate yeah. because they know the value of working together. That's almost been bred out of us by the, the business culture in the 50s and 60s and 70s that, that everyone's out for themselves. And now businesses are starting to realize that working together is a much more productive and positive and profitable way for a business to work. Yeah, I know. Great, great point. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, improv is on the curriculum at MIT, Stanford, Northwestern. <laughs> Uh, Duke. So you're kind of like, well, maybe they're onto something. Well, they, yeah, of course they are. They they realize the right. value of it, which is kind of cool. Uh, by the way, all those schools, I didn't get into. I was going to say one, but <laughs> didn't even apply now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, you mentioned uh, Colbert earlier. I heard your name mentioned on Colbert the other night. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, I got a few calls. Uh, Steven's a friend of mine from back in Chicago. He's an incredibly sweet and great guy uh, who's super talented and a, and a great improviser, which I, I think I think it's almost impossible to be a talk show host and not have a concept of improvisation because they've always got to be pivoting to different things or listening so well. You bet. Um, but but yes, Stephen had um, uh, Liev Schreiber yeah. uh, from Ray Donovan fame. He was actually a great actor. But he said that he was getting a, uh, he wanted to get a St. Christopher cross for his character. And he went to a kind of a religious artifact store and he was looking and looking and they showed him one. It was nice. And he just goes, what's that one? And um, he goes, oh, that's St. Genesius. And he said, who's that? And he said, well, he's the patron saint of actors and prostitutes. Uh, and he showed him, he showed, he showed him the, uh, the medal and he goes, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So he got that. And he said he wore it uh, as Ray Donovan, but he had it kind of mostly underneath his wardrobe. But he said, I, I don't know if you ever knew that. And Steven said, uh, oh yeah, I know. I actually knew that. And he goes, you actually knew that that was the patron saint of actors. And Steven said, yeah, my, my friend Pat Finn gave me a, a, a medal when we were back in Chicago starting out together. Which was kind of cool. And it was nice. I think my mom was happy because she goes to church every day. But yeah, Stephen still has it. It was just kind of funny that people were <laughs> you know, out of the woodwork for, hey, Pat, you're blowing up because I gave a religious medal, um, which I guess is good. It wasn't like a, you know, Twitter wasn't, you know, um, going crazy. <laughs> uh, for a little fun fact. Hey, I don't hear people mentioning my name on television. So. There you go. <laughs> uh, a quick side fun fact. I, I will say on the religious side, uh, Stephen and I would go to church. We both grew up uh, Roman Catholic, and so we would go to church as much as we could. Uh, but one of the days we always made sure we did go to was uh, – do you, know, do you remember St. Blaise? Yeah, the, the throat. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think one of his miracles was he uh, – he basically, he did the Heimlich on somebody with a fishbone. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but, I mean, say he saved his life. So, But St. Blaise uh, is the patron saint of – throats but they uh take when you're a kid you go there and they take two candles and a little ribbon and they, and they bless you which i always thought was cool yeah and then Stephen and i when we were both starting out in in our careers one of the avenues that you could try to get into was voiceover work where you would do a voiceover for you know a commercial like chevron or get an animation uh, it's a great 
amazing world. And Stephen and, right. I, and I would make sure we always went to that mass because we would get our throats blessed. And I remember leaving church and we were both kind of like, uh, is that kind of unfair that now we're going to get like nonstop voiceover work because we're blessed by the <laughs> Lord and, and nary a gig uh, from it. So, <laughs> but I haven't had a sore throat since. So I guess that's a good thing. So that's our show about team building. Yeah. Keep in mind that uh, you have to become, a, you have to want to be a member of a team to be successful as a member of a team. You have to listen to what's being said. You have to accept it. You have to build upon it. But you also have to be willing to offer your own voice within that team without fear of retribution or fear of failure or fear that you won't be listened to. You have to move forward as a team to succeed in business and in life. I agree. And uh, you know, another thing we kind of forget sometimes being a part of a, a team can be fun. I mean, it's a really cool feeling to have when you're having success, whether it's with ideas or a project or it's a pitch, whatever it is, that's a great feeling. But that's the beauty of improvisation is it helps teach you the idea of team and team building. So, right. um, And when the team wins, you win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You look at the scoreboard. So that's this week on Improbability. I'm Al Admire. And I'm Pat Finn. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>